Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. And today's topic of discussion will be gratitude and generosity, which I find to be a very interesting topic and one that I personally have benefited from in terms of practice. So um, I have to say that uh, I have experienced some level of gratitude in my life and I suppose generosity. So uh, we'll just dive right into it and uh, see what we can discover together. So I'd like to uh, give a a brief outline in terms of uh, how this talk will be structured. So first off, I'll, I'll start with talking about beginnings of gratitude and how a a larger perspective helps us to feel gratitude. In other words, a more expansive perspective in life. And then I'll get into some specific gratitude practices. And uh, those will be five practices that we can work on, you can work on, uh, that will help you to engender gratitude. And then I'll talk a little bit about generosity and generosity as an attitude. So an attitude of abundance pervades the attitude of generosity. And we'll get into that, of course, in a little bit. And I'll finish off by talking about levels of generosity. And I'll describe three levels of generosity. Uh, We'll explore those. Now, The the important thing to remember is that gratitude is related to generosity. That's why I put the two together. Really, um, generosity is sort of a, you might say, a natural outflow of gratitude or can be. If you're grateful for things in your life and you are grateful for, let's say, you have things and you want to be generous with others in terms of it could be as simple as happiness. I mean, you could be generous with your your attitude of happiness. Uh, Generosity doesn't always necessarily mean, you know, material things. It can be um, non-material things as well. You can be generous just in terms of your approach to others in creative endeavors. And I'll I'll get to that uh, in a little bit as well. So in terms of the beginnings of gratitude, in order to feel gratitude, we really can begin by feeling grateful for being on the earth and being able to breathe. So, uh, you know, some of us might say, well, I don't have much to feel grateful for right now. Um, things aren't going well. Uh, you know, some so-and-so isn't treating me well, or my job isn't going well, or this is happening in my life, or whatever. But what I would encourage you to, to uh, <clears throat> realize is that you can take a step back mindfully at any moment and really just realize that, you know, hey, you're alive, you're breathing, so that's that's a good that's a good place to be, right? I mean, you're you're at least able to perceive life and able to experience life, and you're breathing, so you can start off by feeling grateful for that, and that's a really good, great place to start. It's really a miracle, frankly, and um, what's interesting is when the astronauts have gone into space and taken a look back on the Earth and looked at the Earth as a the round blue ball that it is, it, it, it has helped them to have a certain perspective that uh, enables them to feel more grateful for the Earth, for the beauty of the Earth, and for how the Earth sustains us. 
And uh, it's, it's, again, sort of a perspective that the astronauts have been able to gain simply by able, you know, being able to look at the Earth from, a, from a, a wider perspective rather than from a narrower perspective. Uh, according to Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, American poet and philosopher, his way to uh, express generosity was that he said we should give thanks continuously. He felt that, you know, you get up in the morning, you give thanks. You have uh, your day and you have your interactions with people, you give thanks. You have dinner with your loved ones, or you see friends and family, you give thanks. You go to sleep, you give thanks. And you go into the next day the same way. So that's the way that uh, Emerson put it. Now, there are some specific gratitude practices that, uh, um, actually, this is from um, my teachers, Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield. from them. Uh, they have these suggestions for specific gratitude practices. One idea was to take a weekly gratitude walk, you know, just to weather permitting, or maybe if it, even if it's a little chilly, that's okay too. Just bundle up. You can go around and you can look at what's around the world in your neighborhood. You can just go walk around and look at the beautiful trees or, or look, maybe it's winter and you can look at the beautiful snow as it glistens, uh, on the lawn of your neighbor or your own front lawn or, or the trees in, in the yard or whatever. You can take a gratitude walk and if it's a nice spring day, you can look at the flowers. I mean, we all have done this. We all have taken a, a walk during a beautiful day. It's, an, it's a great way to feel gratitude. You can keep a gratitude journal. You can jot down notes to yourself in your gratitude journal about what you feel grateful for. You know, maybe you feel grateful for the fact that uh, somebody was kind to you. Maybe you feel grateful for the fact that you just got through a very difficult situation and, and you know, things are okay. Uh, so there's always something to feel grateful for, and you can jot that down and take notes in your gratitude journal. Then you can go back to it. You can go back to it and remember what those things were that you felt grateful for. You can have a gratitude jar. So a gratitude jar is just... You know, jot down little notes in a, you know, a little note on a, on a post-it or something and put it into a jar. And once in a while, you just reach in the jar and, and pick out that uh, little note. And it'll say, you know, your kids. Or it'll say your dog. Or it'll say, you know, um, take a look out the window. Isn't it nice? You know, those kinds of things. A gratitude jar that you can, you can keep with little notes to yourself to remind yourself, you know, what you can feel grateful for. You can have a gratitude buddy, you know, just a designated gratitude buddy. You tell that person you work something out with them and you call them up and you say, you know, hey, how's it going? I feel grateful to be your friend. They feel the same way. And you can just exchange, you know, an attitude of gratitude with your gratitude buddy. And then, of course, you can have gratitude reflections. And that's just, you know, in a meditation uh, or on a walk or whatever you can reflect on what it is that makes you feel grateful. You can have your gratitude reflections. You can even write them down, again, uh, in a journal or in a, in a note in a jar. Or, you know, really, this is talking about reflecting on things in the moment. So in the moment, what can you reflect on? What can you reflect on that makes you grateful? Gratitude reflections, a great thing. 
Let's move to the topic of generosity, which, as I mentioned before, is related to gratitude, in that if you feel grateful, it's easier to be generous. It's easier to, to express generosity to others. And, and again, I didn't want to narrow focus in terms of generosity as a material thing. It's not necessarily you know, giving money or giving a material object or whatever. But generosity can come from um, many different uh, you know, there are many different guises for generosity. So, for example, you have your time and or, you know, maybe you do have time. And if you do, you can volunteer. You can volunteer as a, as a form of generosity. So helping a friend is another form of generosity. Expressing appreciation for another person is a form of generosity. And, and going back to your gratitude buddy, that's somebody that you could express generosity to. Uh, according to Buddhist psychology, there are really three levels of generosity. And um, those levels are what you would call tentative giving and what you would call brotherly or sisterly giving. And then finally, there's royal giving. Now, tentative giving is something, you know, when you give something, but it's tentative. You have second thoughts about it. You feel sort of iffy, you might say, about that gift. You wonder if you can afford it. You wonder if you should. You wonder if, uh, you know, it's something that you want to, to do. Uh, you know, even referring back to our uh, expressions of generosity before, you know, tentative giving can be a sense of unease about the giving, the process. Uh, brotherly, sisterly giving, on the other hand, is, 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 you know, a gift that you give freely to somebody that's close to you. If you're close to somebody, it's natural to feel the desire to be generous to them. Uh, they make you happy. You're happy to be around them. You love them. And it's easier uh, to be generous with them because it's, it's uh, you know, they're, they're considered almost like your brother or your sister or your relative or your close friend. That would be brotherly or sisterly giving. The third type is called royal giving. So now with royal giving, what we're doing is we're really giving away freely without any sense of attachment. We give away freely. We enjoy the process of giving to whoever it is. It could be a stranger. It could be to an organization where we don't really know the people, but we like the cause if we're giving them a monetary gift of some kind. Or it could just be um, you know, giving freely to somebody uh, that's in need. And you give freely and without reservation. You give freely and you, you almost, in a sense, lose yourself in the giving. And the idea of losing yourself in the giving is really the point. Because the point is, is that you, f you, you sort of forget uh, your sense of self. You, you forget your sense of, of selfishness, of and you, and you reach really a, a place of selflessness with royal giving. And that's the idea. You know, that's what we want to do with royal giving. Reach a sense of selflessness. Um, and it's a good place to be. And it feels good. It really feels good, royal giving. Now, there are some blocks to gratitude. Um, I'll go over these uh, as well. We, you know, we need to recognize that there are blocks so that we can deal with it if we need to. One of the blocks can be trauma, another can be fear, and a third can be guilt. So by trauma really means past trauma that can keep us from feeling gratitude. We, 
we, we bring the trauma up in our minds and it really blocks us from feeling grateful. It, it blocks us really from all kinds of positive emotions, trauma. Uh, trauma really, you know, rears its ugly head when we remember the trauma, when the trauma is triggered, um, and, and recollection of the trauma is triggered by something that we, uh, you know, we experience and we are triggered and remember the trauma. It's very uncomfortable. It keeps us from feeling positive emotions and certainly it keeps us from feeling gratitude. Fear can also block us from feeling gratitude. So if we're afraid, it's going to be hard to feel grateful. Um, when we feel grateful, we, you know, we really never feel, um, you know, superior to another person. But if we fear that if we feel grateful, that we will, will feel superior to someone, that could block us from feeling grateful, believe it or not. So if we somehow have a, you know, misunderstanding, you might say, of what gratitude is, and we have this fear that if we feel grateful, we will somehow have a holier than thou or a superior attitude to another person, that can block us from feeling grateful. What we need to do is take a step back and realize that fear is unfounded. Gratitude does not have anything to do with feeling superior to anybody. So once you're in a state of gratitude, certainly you can experience that and understand that uh, if you're in nature and you feel gratitude for being in nature, you certainly don't feel superior to nature, for example. You feel grateful for nature. You feel grateful for being alive. You feel grateful for being able to witness the glorious aspects of nature. So it's the same thing with people or other things that you might feel grateful for. You're not going to feel superior. Guilt is another thing that can keep us from feeling grateful. Uh, we feel guilty for what we have. and we, we feel that we don't deserve it, and therefore it's hard to feel grateful for it. So if we have material wealth or if we have more than other people, for example, we might have a sense of guilt. Well, I, I feel guilty. I don't really deserve this. And therefore, um, it's hard for me to feel grateful for it. Uh, you know, guilt is, is a very difficult emotion. It's, it's a very tough emotion sometimes to overcome in our Western culture, which sometimes revolves around this feeling of guilt about many things. But I would encourage you to um, try to get over feelings of guilt uh, unless the guilt is prompting you in some way to take action in a way that would be beneficial, um, you know, guilt is not really a, a positive way to approach life. It's not really actually a positive motivator for anything. So, um, you know, the better motivator is to feel grateful and to come from a place of gratitude in terms of uh, your willingness to be generous with others and your willingness to help others. So, um, you know, guilt, again, is, is really sort of a, a negative place to come from in terms of your stance or your feelings about life. And um, I would encourage you to, to uh, look at your guilt and to try and overcome it if you can. Um, what we're really trying to do here is, is to become the solution. And uh, gratitude and generosity opens, opens us up really to a wider perspective. So we come to understand that the idea of scarcity is, is really not true. 
So when you think of scarcity, what I'm talking about is, again, to look, you know, beyond material wealth. Um, your attitude towards life can be generous. Your attitude towards people you're working with can be generous. Uh, when I'm working with creative people, for example, I encourage them to be creatively generous. And if you're in the acting world or if you're in the creative fields, you know what a generous creative is like. A, gener a, a generous creative is not uh, withhold themselves. They don't hold back from their creativity in order to keep something from the other person that they're collaborating with. They fully participate, uh, you might say, in the creative process with what I would call their full body. By their full body is, I mean, the full body in terms of their emotional body, their spiritual self, and their mental self, all of their intellect, their mind, body, and spirit are fully engaged in the act of, uh, of creating. Uh, whatever that particular creative, uh, you know, creative thing is, be that a piece of art or be, be that some writing or, or be that a theater piece or acting or whatever. Generosity is really a great thing and a great mindset to have as a creator. And uh, so poverty really is, an, is, in a sense, an attitude. Um, I've mentioned in other talks the idea that in the East... There are sadhus and saints that are, you know, on the surface, you, you could say they're they're poor uh, by any standard uh, in terms of the West. But their attitudes in terms of their own personal happiness is quite large and quite generous. And people gravitate towards them because of that energy that they're, that pervades them, that energy of generosity, that energy of, uh, you might say, that, that flow of energy that moves through them as a human being. And uh, in the same way, we can all feel that way. You know, we can all look at whatever is around us and feel grateful for it and have a sense of abundance, even if our material, um, you know, circumstances might not be so great. We can look at what, whatever it is that we have and feel grateful for it. I'm not saying that people should accept poverty or accept where they, they're at in terms of their lot in life and that they shouldn't try to better themselves or that they shouldn't try to establish certain basic standards in terms of what a living standard should be. That's all good things. And I think a very positive thing about the Western cultures is they have certain standards in terms of, you know, what's acceptable in terms of a poverty level. And we all want to try and get beyond that. But what I'm trying to express here is that there's an attitude um, that we can that we can look at we can uh, look toward, again, the East and the Sadhus and the Saints, and we can look at them and we can see how generosity and, uh, and abundance and, and all of those things and gratitude really are an inner, an inner expression. Uh, they come from inside. And uh, if we do this, what we can do is become part of the solution by continually expanding the sphere of gratitude, expanding the sphere of generosity in our own lives, and just continually trying to be kind to people and try to, to express generosity and gratitude in any way that we can, and continue to expand that, what you might call, you know, you might call it a virtuous circle. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. So um, that's about all I have to say about Gratitude and generosity, I, I just think it's a wonderful 
topic and something that we should all think about and see, you know, what we can do in terms of our mindfulness practice to look at how we can be more generous and how we can be more grateful in our lives. And again, the two are often inter interrelated. And you might start by just going out and, you know, giving a smile to the first person that you see, uh, you know, unprompted or, or unwarranted, you might say, or whatever. But go ahead and smile anyway, because it makes them feel good. And ultimately, it'll make you feel good. So thanks again for listening. And I look forward to our next podcast. Um, and talk to you soon. Bye bye.